This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 916, Build the Right Choice into Your Environment, and Without Failure, There Is No Success, by Anthony Ungaro of BreakTheTwitch.com, and I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, reading to you every day, just like an audiobook, but free of charge. And I have two posts today for you from Break the Twitch. Before we get to it, thank you to Everlywell for sponsoring this episode. They make at-home tests for food sensitivity, metabolism, heart health, your thyroid, vitamin D, inflammation, and a lot more. They got me my results back super quickly. I'll tell you more about that in a bit. And you can go to everlywell.com and use the code OPTIMAL for 15% off. Again, that's the code OPTIMAL at everlywell.com. For now, let's hear today's two posts and start optimizing your life. Build the right choice into your environment by Anthony Angaro of BreakTheTwitch.com. Every day we're faced with thousands of decisions and it's been proven that we get progressively worse at making them as the day goes on. So how can constructive daily decisions be best integrated into normal life? I found that the most effective way to make the right choice is by simply making it more difficult to choose poorly. For example, if I'm hungry and I go into the kitchen, I'm likely to grab something that I can eat quickly but is not very healthy. But if I slow cook and portion out individual meals in Tupperware containers in the fridge, I set myself up for healthier eating. That way it's easy to eat something healthy and substantial instead of ordering pizza or grabbing some chocolate. Here are three ways to build the right choice into your environment. Number one, eat a big meal before going grocery shopping. There's a real risk that comes from going to the grocery store on an empty stomach. If I'm really hungry, I'm much more likely to make unhealthy choices. I found myself overspending on items I wouldn't have normally gotten, like a package of Oreos. If the Oreos make it back to the house, it's going to get eaten because once it's in the cupboard, it becomes an impulse decision to eat simply because it's there. The first step is to prevent the unhealthy food from making it into the house at all by not purchasing it at the grocery store. If possible, eat a healthy meal before going to the grocery store. When I'm full, I find that I make much better, read healthier decisions about what I get. I've also found that going to the grocery store after a workout tends to help with good decision-making as well. Number two, build or buy a standing desk. If your computer is on a standing desk, it makes standing while using your computer a default. Having a standing desk both at work and home has helped me waste less time sitting around on the computer as I tend to dawdle less when I have to stand up while doing it. You can build a standing desk for $22, so it definitely doesn't have to be an expensive acquisition either. I'd recommend trying it out for a few hours at a time and easing yourself into standing all day. When I first built my standing desk, I went straight to standing all day and it did not feel good at all. Ease into it and you'll be fine. Number three, combine activities for desired results. Carving out time to make it to the gym a few times per week can be incredibly difficult. It's something you have to make time for and is important for overall health, but it can seem so challenging to do consistently. Last August, I started rock climbing at a local gym in Minneapolis, which allowed me to do two things at once, play and exercise at the same time. I enjoy climbing and the challenges it provides and doing so gives me a great workout. It's a great example of one way to combine two activities into one. I've also found that biking to work is incredibly beneficial, although it's a harder argument to make during the cold winter months. By combining a commute to work with a form of exercise, you're effectively hitting multiple birds with one stone. 
you're burning calories, exercising in the morning and evening, showing up to work more alert and happy, and you're saving money on gas and car expenses. These are some examples of how I built the right choice into my daily routine. What kinds of things do you do to hold yourself accountable and motivate yourself to complete these types of tasks? And I have another post from him, but first, thank you to Everlywell for their support. I did an in-home blood test through them. It was super easy and they got the results back so fast. Going to the doctor and finding time to get important lab testing done is difficult plus expensive, but you can complete testing in-home now thanks to Everlywell. Everlywell is an at-home health testing company that lets you take tests like food sensitivity, metabolism, thyroid, inflammation, and vitamin D, and a lot more privately through certified labs. So they'll ship it right to you, you take it at your convenience, and then ship it back in the provided postage paid envelope, and you'll get your results online with reports and advice within just five days. And I got the food sensitivity test, which was really fascinating. It could be a great way to start an elimination diet to figure out which foods to eliminate first. Smart way to do it. But again, they can check for a lot more than food sensitivity. Check out all of their in-home tests at everlywell.com and use the code OPTIMAL for 15% off your first order. Again, head to everlywell.com and get 15% off with the code OPTIMAL. Take control of your health today with Everlywell's at-home health tests. Without failure, there is no success by Anthony Angaro of BreakTheTwitch.com. Failure. It's a peculiar thing, isn't it? It doesn't even feel great to say out loud. Webster defines it as a lack of success. And while that definition is perfectly clear, we don't give failure the good credit it deserves. Failure offers us much more once we allow ourselves to look beyond its direct definition. That's why failure needs a new marketing consultant. It's time for a rebrand, and I'm willing to step up to the plate. Quote, I have not failed 10,000 times. I've successfully found 10,000 ways that will not work. Thomas Edison. When it comes down to it, failure is a critically important part of the path to success and our growth as human beings. So why does it have such a negative connotation? We must first start with the idea that failure is not a bad thing. If we are trying new things and pushing our limits, we should be failing constantly. Each time we try, we fail a little less than the time before it. This process is empowerment, growth, and learning. When we work out, we drive our muscles to exhaustion to the point of failure so that they rebuild even stronger than they were before. This same process occurs when we ourselves fail, whether it's while learning a new skill, trying to pass a particular test, or beat a video game. Failing does not make you a failure. There's a big difference and an important distinction in the way we talk about ourselves and our aspirations. Just because we may fail at something does not make us ourselves failures. Brene Brown talks about this important concept in her TED Talk, The Power of Vulnerability. If we were to never fail, how successful is success, really? If failing is not a regular part of the process of accomplishing something, how rewarding will the final result be? I'd submit that it would be significantly less so. So what can we do to solve this problem, to embrace failure as growth and triumph over a stagnant, boring life? I'll take a page out of my good friend David Delft's personal policy. Celebrate failure. It was an odd feeling when David stood up in front of a large group of simple REV attendees last year in Minneapolis and told us, throw your hands up in the air and yell, yay, I failed. 
It was met with laughs, some odd looks, and valiant cheers. At times, we can fail so spectacularly that it's hilarious, sad, and exciting all at the same time. But the reality is we grow far more from failing than we do from success. It is time that we take back failure, own it, and grow from it. We can no longer afford to see failure as something to avoid. We must seek it out and crush it with our celebratory spirits. When we approach failure with a positive attitude and a perspective of growth, we allow ourselves to turn it into a success. Every failure is an opportunity to adapt and change the way we do things so that the following result is better, whatever it may be. With that in mind, how have you failed today? You just listened to the post titled, Build the Right Choice into Your Environment, and Without Failure, There Is No Success, both by Anthony Angaro of BreakTheTwitch.com. I have definitely had my fair share of failures. I'm starting to enjoy it, really. I'll take on a new project, try it out, see the results, and continue or move on. And if I move on, I learn something. So yeah, you'll probably hear some of these projects from me in the future. Some will be more behind the scenes. But I totally agree that we need to approach failure with a positive attitude for sure. So keep that in mind today. And that should do it for the Thursday episode. Have a great rest of your day with some failures. We're almost to the weekend. I'll see you in the Friday show tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.